Hey guys, good morning. Um, or wherever you are. Good afternoon. Good evening. So I didn't post yesterday because I was really tired. And then night. And I rested. And also, I took some time to write about the devotional. Because I think I read it and I was just like, I don't know if I agree with this. And for the you know for the, since the beginning i've just been reading them like that without really thinking about them and now i want to think about them because i'm tired of just you know being on autopilot i guess <laughs> and just not thinking things through um so yeah i'm going to go deeper into that thank you for listening if you're listening, or if you're listening in the future. <laughs> um, all right, take care. Okay, so I realize I have been a little bit negligent with adapting the text. Um, apologies for that. I'm going to pay more attention now. It's a bit complex for me to do that. And I just hope you're not so annoyed with me, you know. It's a learning experience. (laughs) Going along day by day, right? So, thank you for understanding. I'm going to talk about this text today just because I feel compelled to do so. I do not agree with it. I just don't agree with it. I don't think that we lack in holiness if we can sympathize with with sin or with sinners or, or with difficulties or challenges or addictions or temptations or things that other people and ourselves are facing like we're all sinners everyone every day I just I just can't agree with this um, and that's why Jesus died for our sins because like, it's so hard not to sin. <laughs> like, seriously? <laughs> and if anybody says differently, uh, they're, they're lying. You're lying. So, uh, yeah, I just think that, like, that dichotomy between righteous and sinner, it's very polarized. And it could actually take people away from God, which is not the point, right? Yeah, like my brother, for instance, like he's like really put off by preachers and churches who are like clearly like, you know, filling their pockets and like getting surgery and shit. And like, oops, excuse me, I've cursed. Um, you know, but also in addition, very generously building up the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, okay, they do their work, but there's a balance. You know, no one is perfect and. We can't do everything right all the time. Like, it's just not humanly possible. If we did that, we would be Jesus. We would be God. So, I don't know. It's just complicated. It's it's not, it's more of a nuance. Um, yeah. So, I just have a hard time being like, oh, those people over there are sinners. Um... 
I like to sit with those people at the lunch table. I pray for them. I try to connect with them, like, and to show them true love in the way that God shows us true love. Like, it's just so easy to say us and them, like those people and our people, but we have to transgress that. And there is no us and them. We're a collective. And if like one person in this collective is hurting, like the entire collective is hurting, it affects us all, like subconsciously. It, it really does. <laughs> I just can't abandon anyone because they're weak or hurting or or like angry or, or because I think anger comes from pain and fear. So I don't abandon anyone. I just sometimes you need space, yes. But like I won't close off my heart to somebody, you know. Um, I try not to because it hurts so much. It's actually hurting myself more if I do that. There's, I think it was something about like the Buddha, the Buddha, who was saying like if you hold on to anger or, or hurt or pain, it's like a coal. The only person that you're burning is yourself. You're not burning the other person. Like, your heart is the one that's burning and hurting. Um, yeah, I just don't want to abandon anybody because <laughs> they're weak or, or sinning. Because or, I, I, I have a mirror in my house, and I look into it, and I, I know that sometimes I'm weak. A lot of times I'm weak more times than I would like to admit I'm very weak <laughs> and I'm not a saint no one's a saint so yeah I think the way to do it is to encourage them maybe to try to see things another way and to speak about the way that God has worked in our lives um to maybe inspire them if they're willing to hear uh, but we can't just cast people aside out of fear that God will punish us um, I don't think that is very brave because God is real love and real love is not based on fear there could be some anxiety <laughs> over that but you know that can be worked out through communication um so what can i say about that yeah i just think that we fall into sin ourselves if we are judging others and like not loving our neighbor like we love ourselves and being just like oh those people forget them like that's not universal love that's not agape it's not what God wants, you know? It's not in the commandments. Number two, love your neighbor as yourself. It's like the number two most important one. So it's up there for a reason. Um, I actually feel super liberated saying that I don't agree with everything. And I think I'm going to say this more often. <laughs> because anyway, this is just an interpretation of the Bible. And 
I actually realized this no last yesterday that we can absolutely adapt the word to our lives and that's what we should be doing and even if it says that we're like challenging God I'm not challenging God I'm just thinking about it <laughs> like I don't think he would want me to accept anything without really thinking about it yeah so that's basically it I'm gonna go into the reading now and uh, okay if you have another opinion this could be open to discussion let me know <laughs> take care Horror hath taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. Psalm 119.53 My soul, feelest thou this holy shuddering at the sins of others? For otherwise thou lackest inward holiness. David's cheeks were wet with rivers of water because of prevailing unholiness. Jeremiah desired eyes like fountains that he might lament the iniquities of Israel. And Lot was vexed with the conversation of the men of Sodom, those upon whom the mark was set in Ezekiel's vision, were those who sighed and cried for the abominations of Jerusalem. I cannot but grieve gracious souls to see what pains men take to go to hell. They know the evil of sin experimentally and they are alarmed to see others flying like moths into its blaze. Sin makes the righteous shudder because it violates a holy law, which is to every person's highest interest to keep. It pulls down the pillars of the commonwealth. Sin in other horrifies the believer because it puts them in mind of the baseness of his own heart. Yeah, okay. And when they see a transgressor, they cry, with a saint mentioned by Bernard, he fell today and I may fall tomorrow. Okay, just try not to fall. We all fall, by the way, just saying. Just keep trying not to fall. Sin to a believer is horrible because it crucified the Savior. He sees in every iniquity the nails and spear. can a saved soul behold that cursed kill Christ's sin without abhorrence? Christ came into the earth to, to die for our sins. That was his, his purpose and his mission. By the way, just saying, like, not that we should sin freely, like, without being conscious of maybe that things that are going against our souls, but can we give the guy some credit? Found the God some credit. Anyway, going back to the reading. <laughs> Say in my heart, dost thou sensibly join in all this? No. It is an awful thing to insult God to his face. The good God deserves better treatment. The great God claims it. The just God will have it. Or repay his adversary to his face. 
for that, I don't think God is deliberately trying to punish us. He loves us, and yeah, he can show us lessons and chastise us. But if we're acting from a place of knowing that his type of love is universal love, agape, and eternal, and that we should try to be like Christ. Um, like, how can we possibly be insulting him by acknowledging the truth that we are all weak and we rely on Jesus we need to rely on him so when we do sin and just thank him for taking on all those burdens an awakened heart trembles at the audacity of sin and stands alarmed at the contemplation of its punishment isn't that really up to God, though? How monstrous a thing is rebellion. How direful a doom is prepared for the ungodly. My soul, never laugh at sin's fooleries, lest thou come to smile at sin itself. Okay, we don't have to laugh at it, but we can be empathetic and compassionate towards others. Um... And understand that it's hard not to do that. Like, we can try, but it's really complicated. It, even just, like, judging other people, being like, oh, those people over there, that's sin. That's, like, against commandment number two. So, anyway. Back to the reading. <laughs> It is thine enemy and thy Lord's enemy. View it with detestation, for so only canst thou evidence the possession of holiness, without which no man can see the Lord. Okay, that's basically it. If you want to see some holy people sinning, like hardcore sinning, yeah, I saw this series on Netflix. It's called Greenleaf. It's really great. It's actually super, super interesting. Like, it just... I went down the rabbit hole immediately. Grace Greenleaf is just, like, super complex character. They're all very, very well-developed complex characters um, in that family. Okay, maybe not all, but <laughs> for the most part. Um... Yeah, so that show there is living fiction, living fiction that, you know, even the people that are preaching to us sin, and maybe some are better at hiding it than others, but I just think we can't take away Jesus' responsibilities and, like, be like, oh, like, your job to come here and, like, die for our sins like oh whatever like we can do it better than you can't we um yeah that's not cool <laughs> don't undermine jesus okay <laughs> take care and amen and god bless you and everything yeah just thank you for listening bye